0: Here's what's coming up on today's show. Preventing people from making mistakes is essentially what that study was about. And when you have your money and your emotions tied together and you see those account values just drop, it's so easy to just click that button hit sell. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the windup and the delivery.
1: Welcome into Perfect Game Retirement. We are talking golf today on the show. Ryan, have you been watching uh, that Netflix show, Full Swing? I know that's been pretty popular out there these days.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. I just saw the last episode uh, maybe last week or mm-hmm. maybe at the beginning of this week. My weeks are running together, but with Rory... Um, yeah. yeah it was fantastic rory's a that guy's a bulldog man he's <laughs> i love hearing just again behind the scenes stuff in the locker room how these guys act talk you yeah, it's it's awesome so yeah it's made me i've always been a, a golf fan and i'll watch usually the majors like a lot of people do but after seeing that and following around these golfers, you see them from a different perspective and you kind of want to see where those guys are on the leaderboard that, that they followed around. So yeah, super, super series. Loved it. Yeah,
1: it's been great. And I think between that and the F, I don't know if you watched the F one series, I haven't yet, but it's, very similar uh, and, and it's been hugely popular and really driven the the rise in f one interest in in the United States, but I, I would imagine more and more sports will kind of embrace that kind of behind the scenes storytelling mm-hmm. yeah. a little bit more because you just learn so much more about the people that are involved and y- you know you see them for who they are rather than you know what they can accomplish on you know whatever uh, field or track they compete on.
0: Yeah, it makes them human. I mean, they they don't seem human when they're on TV and look very stoic. And yeah, I mean, everybody's got a story. And that's where, you know, telling that story to people, everyone's story always seems more fascinating than your own. But and usually it's not. It's just a different story. But when you hear people's story, it's like, oh, wow, that's 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 really cool, and I mean, I was nowhere as, as successful as these guys are. But I mean, I have a little bit of a story in a background. But when I tell it, people are like, "Oh my god, that's so cool!" I'm like, Not "Really? It's all right." <laughs> it's like, you know, other people have done the same thing. But yeah. anyway, so it's just it's neat to hear people.
1: Well, I asked you that because we are talking golf today, and we're going to make a little comparison. What can golf actually teach us about financial planning? And it's always fun to kind of you know make some comparisons and have some analogies because it does help you. Maybe put the financial planning and retirement planning into a different light and maybe kind of give you a different perspective on it and maybe you'll pick something up along the way, hopefully, on this episode. And if you have questions afterwards, we'd love to hear from you. BlackOakam.com is the website and the phone number 470 508 But while you're on there, you can schedule your retirement coach 360 session. Plenty of resources like the Retirement Rescue Toolkit, Retirement Calculator, a lot of things there to uh, to access. So uh, check it out when you get done. All right, so uh, I'm going to throw out a couple of uh, different things that happen in golf terms or uh, strategies that that apply to the golf course, and we'll – Let's make sense of how they apply to a successful retirement. So, hitting a hole in one—obviously, everyone's dream. I've never done it. It's something that I still wish would happen and hope to happen. I'm holding out hope every time I step on the tee box that it happens. But it's always exciting, right? Um, it's so much, so exciting if it actually can happen to you. But it really doesn't have a whole lot of impact on your overall success though, right? I mean, it's one hole, it's it's one thing, and it feels great, and it does help your score uh, temporarily, but it's all about what you do with it over the course of the full round of golf.
0: Yeah, it's a good analogy. And and yes, I have not even, well, I guess I maybe have come close a time or two, but nowhere like where it's like, oh, go in, go in. I'm just not that good of a golfer. So, um, but yes, I've never hit a hole in one. Yeah, maybe in putt, putt a few times. That's still exciting, but not like it is on a, on a regular golf course. When I see people's reaction, I won't, I don't know because I've never done it before, but yeah, hitting a proverbial hole in one when it comes to retirement and investments, you're not going to have a successful retirement by hitting a, you know, hole in one. And I think of cryptocurrency. Let's, let's kind of pick on, let's pick on that for a little bit. I mean, some people have hit holes in ones on that. Uh, It's been very, very successful for them, but you know, the FTX guy, (laughs) he would say a little different, Uh basically that going under. So you just, you can't have and plan on, I mean, it's might as well just play the lottery. I mean, you just can't do and have a successful retirement by banking on these things. Oh, this individual stock's going to hit, it's going to hit. It's just not going to happen. I mean, you may hit some, some home runs here or there. So I kind of ease into a baseball analogy. You may hit some home runs there, but consistency consistent rates of return um is what you want in retirement to have a successful retirement um and, and when you think of hole in ones I, I don't know if you remember do you remember when um was it jack nicholas his uh grandson
1: oh yeah that was awesome that was one of the coolest hole in ones i've ever
0: seen in my entire life yeah like his grandson's the, the caddy three yeah course. the masters it was yeah. unbelievable like i rewound that i don't know how many times just the sheer joy of that kid and then Jack at the Mm -hmm. same time. Didn't he say that? That was one of the most exciting things he's ever experienced in golf. after All he's accomplished. He said that's
1: one of his greatest memories of golf. Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's crazy. That is awesome. Um, but yeah, don't, don't plan on your retirement to be the same way. Cause I even read a stat like where the holes and ones at the masters. And I don't even know if this, I, I probably doesn't include this, this kid, but there's been 24 holes and ones at the masters and 24 up by 24 different golfers. So it's not like, you know, there's been one who's just been zoned in on getting these. It's just not, it's just not going to happen. So in retirement planning, you got to focus on obviously the buzzwords, diversification, asset allocation, all those things, Hmm. but you have to spread those things out, but you have to know what you're trying to accomplish. If you don't need to chase huge rates of return, don't try to hit that hole in one, you know, lay up, Right. You know, don't try to hit it over the water on a long par four, like lay up and then you got an easy chip shot into the green. So that's what retirement income is about. Obviously, if you're in accumulation phase and you're still working, okay, maybe you can take a little risk here and there, but not, not with a huge amount of money, but you want to, to try to avoid those, you know, financial holes and ones because usually you get burned on them.
1: Yeah, no question about it. All right, let's shift gears to the clubs in your bag. That's a big part of your game, right? You you're always looking for the new, the latest technology in clubs. But you know, when you think about it, you're not going to go around playing with just a couple of clubs, right? You're going to need up to fourteen you can have in your bag, and you want to do that because based on what situation you're in, you know, you might try a different club. And it's the same thing with investing, right? You're not just going to pick out a couple of investments and and hope that that's enough to get you to where you want to go.
0: Yeah, this is a great analogy. Uh, having different clubs, unless you're ten cup, you know, and you finish a, <laughs> a whole a whole round with a seven iron and putt yeah. with a seven iron, but which is a great movie by the way, if you yeah. haven't seen Ten Cup. Sure but is. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, having different clubs in your bag, it's we use the term like a bucketing approach, where you have different buckets of accounts, but also different buckets of investments and different buckets of income, when that those investments are going to create that income. Years one through five, you're going to have less volatile types of investments. Well, the silver lining lately with the Fed increasing interest rates. So obviously that stinks for borrowers. However, people who are putting money in safe money, whether it's CDs, money market, mutual funds, short-term uh, government notes, bills, treasuries, you name it, they are paying actually a decent amount. are they keeping up with inflation? No, but it's it's a place to park money where it's not going backwards like it was you know last year and this is just kind of a new thing where CD rates I mean I've been in the business 12 years. I've never uttered the word hey, you need to buy a CD it just hasn't been a thing because they've been awful but now they're sitting you know depending on the duration how long. Four and a half, five 5%, some over, a little over 5%. And most people are like, sign me up, especially those adverse um, investors. So having different uh, golf clubs in your bag, cause you have different times where you're using different strategies. So if the market is blowing up in a good way, if it's blowing up like 2021 and 2020, then okay, your your gains are probably, or your rates of return are probably way higher than you thought. So, hey, let's take some income, off those investments and just let the boring ones that just kind of chug along let them do what they do and then vice versa if we're having a bad market year like 2022 2021 has kind of been up and down uh, as well january seemed to be a pretty good month february was not march too soon to tell um, of the recording of this I i know this didn't come out till april but you have different strategies that you have to use from an income standpoint so that's just kind of the metaphor of the different clubs like We don't need to use a driver all the time, all right? If we're on a par three and it's 150 yards out, don't use a – well, most people don't use a driver. Mm -hmm. Um, I I play golf with a guy we coach with. He hit a driver almost every – shot because he hit it the same distance it was like 130 (laughs) yards right down the middle (laughs) so I'm like I'm so jealous and he beat me every time I mean I could hit it I I, I could hit it a long way but I have no clue where it's going but he'd be 130 right down the middle 130 right down the middle so he's a bad example but most (laughs) of the time we need different clubs to get obviously if you're in a sand trap you don't need a driver you need a wedge um, to get out of there you need a putter on the green so you have to have different strategies, whether that's throwing in, you know, boring kind of fixed income annuities, you know, does that mean using mutual funds, ETS versus versus individual stocks. So there's a lot of different things that uh, you can use to make your income in retirement successful.
1: Yeah, I do love this one. It's such a good comparison. Uh, when you think about it, uh, I like that one a lot. All right. Listening to your caddy. Now, I, I don't I don't know that I've ever played with a caddy. And you get, you <laughs> no, know, I definitely have not. <laughs> it's either you're to be really good or be playing at a really good golf course, one of the two to to require that that caddy. But the idea of these professionals working with a caddy, you think, hey, they're you know, they know what they're doing. They don't need the help. But you know, even you know, people that, that have a lot of money or are huge professionals in whatever they do. They still require help, right? They still lean on guidance from other people to help them make the best decisions.
0: Yeah, this one's great because obviously this is me. I'm the caddy. <laughs> um, obviously, watching that series, they have they have endless numbers of people in their corner. Caddy obviously is their probably number one because they're out there on the course with them. They talk to them. Usually, their relationships are. Uh, I can't remember some of the some of the stories on that Netflix, but just the relationship with their caddy wasn't one of them, like his. A uh, best friend or something. Yeah, um, yeah. Joel Damon. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was like, that's awesome. Um, I mean, that guy like quit his when did he like stop quit his career and basically yeah. just said, I'm all in. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm your caddy, and you know, my family's livelihood depends on you. <laughs> yeah, because <I mean, laughs> yeah. they get a cut. So, um, and uh, honestly, that's the way I feel. Sometimes I never again. I never took a step back and thought of it as being a caddy, but that's essentially what we are. And and some people may think, oh, well, advisors are too expensive; they cost too much money. But you know, there's there's studies all over the place, aka Vanguard, who's like the advisorless um, institution. But they there's studies that do show that. And then this is their study, not mine that advisors can add up to a 3% rate of return. Now that does not mean we beat the market. That mean, that does not mean we have a crystal ball, but it showed different things on whether it's the education, the coaching, preventing people from making mistakes is essentially what that study was about. Because if you have no checks and balance, it's just you. And when you have your Money and your emotions tied together and you see those account values just dropping dropping draw It's so easy to just to click that button hit sell or do something You're not supposed to do but having a voice of reason and that's where I tell people we are we are educators we are therapists we are marriage counselors i mean you throw them all together and that's what our job is if you're looking for an advisor to beat the stock market we are not the ones for you and really no advisor should be the one for you because it's it's a i believe it's an impossible thing you you cannot quote unquote beat the market year after year after year you have to have a voice or reason to help you out with that. And a lot of times we talk to people that are just starting out and they're like, well, you know, maybe I can do this on my own and maybe they can do that on their own. I'm not saying no one can do things on their own, but usually you're more successful when you have a quote unquote coach. And I use that term all the time on our website and our marketing because that's what I did. That's what I came from. That's what I do now. And essentially I still am a coach. I still am a teacher. It's just, teaching and coaching a very specific thing with people's finances, um, Mm -hmm. which is a very, very, very emotional thing. So a caddy, great analogy. I feel like I'm the caddy. I know these professional golfers have managers and they have this and that and, um, you know, trainers. And so they have a lot of people in their corner. So with you, it could be a financial advisor. It could be an attorney, uh, an estate planning attorney. It could be a CPA. You need to have those people in your corner, just like these golfers do. Yep, absolutely.
1: Well, I think just a fun look at, at uh, financial planning from a golf perspective, and I know we're all kind of gearing up for the Masters too, which is right around the corner and down the road from you as well. So yep. I don't think it was fitting to, to have this conversation <laughs> when we did. That's right. All right, let's let's uh, let's shift gears to the mailbag and answer a couple of questions that have come in, and both came from in-state this week. Uh, Lee is first up from Valdosta says, I don't understand the social security spousal benefit. My wife has worked uh, about five years before we had kids and hasn't worked since, but she has at least some kind of benefit of her own. Uh, What would she be entitled to?
0: So Lee, good question, man. Social security sometimes is a very easy, straightforward answer, but when you're married and you have spouses who maybe worked or didn't work or worked part, of their life, like in your case, uh, your wife's case, Lee. So if she worked for five years, um, pretty sure you have to have 10 years or 40 quarters uh, to have your own benefit. Uh, now she may have be- maybe a very, very small one, but a spousal benefit is essentially whatever your benefit is, Lee, at your full retirement age, you, she will is entitled to half of that. So easy math, if your benefits $3,000 at age, whatever, let's just say 67, if if your benefit is $3,000 at age 67, spousal benefit is $1,500. So that's what based off of the little information that I do have, it sounds like her benefit, and again, it depends on yours, Lee, but her spousal benefit is gonna be more than her own. So she would take the spousal benefit. Now, if something happens to you, Lee, then that spousal benefit goes away, but she will keep yours. So you keep the higher of the two. Obviously, if she were to precede you in death, Lee, then the spousal benefit is just now gone and you just receive your own benefit. So can't obviously keep both of them. Uh, You keep the higher of the two, but it's going to be half of what your benefit is. All right. Very good. Thanks for that question. Again, you can follow up at blackoakam.com,
1: or you can follow up over the phone at 470 508 0508. One more question here from Lucas and LaGrange it says, I'm not retiring for another five years, so I don't feel the need to be ultra conservative with my money, but my wife keeps insisting that she wants to be more secure. Just how secure do I need to be at this stage?
0: Yeah, it depends on your age. Uh, it's not the only factor, uh, Lucas, but. There are several other factors in there. But yeah, sometimes people do get too conservative too quickly. Uh, they think, okay, at retirement, I got to get ultra conservative. You don't necessarily have to. Again, going back to a previous point that I made, safe money is actually paying a little bit of money for the first time in a long, 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 long time. Mm-hmm. So getting a 5% CD, getting, you know, four, four and a half percent on a money market mutual fund that those things, you know, obviously those numbers fluctuate. Cause it depends on what the federal reserve is doing, but that's kind of the environment that we sit in right now. So some of that safe money, you probably can afford to do. But sometimes when, when that safe money was paying 1% or less, it's like, ah, oh, good grief. Like inflation is really chewing this up and spitting it out. So now the environment's changed and it's always going to change, uh, you know, rates won't stay always this high. They'll eventually come, come back down, but it's putting money and say, and, and that's usually the case, Lucas, with, a, with a uh, husband wife relationship, there's usually one that is more conservative than the other in your situation it happens to be your wife. It's not always the case uh, with, with uh, the husband being more aggressive in the, in the wife being more conservative, but that's usually the case. I, you know, <laughs> I, I probably would uh, do some of that just to keep peace of mind, uh, knowing that this money is going to continue to do this because there is a lot of uncertainty in the stock market right now. You know what? There's always uncertainty in the stock market, but uh, it, it seems to be a topic of discussion for a lot of people. We're just in a weird environment with inflation and interest rates being the way they are. What is the, the, the regime in D.C. going to do for tax rates? Um, what's the election going to do? Here and gosh, is it next year? Dear God, it is. Yeah, um, I hate politics. So it yeah, we got here. <laughs> no, it never ends. You get a, a little bit of a break and it starts up again. So um, I, I don't think it's the worst thing ever, just because that safe money, Lucas, is paying a good amount of money now.
1: All right, very good. Thanks for that question, Lucas. Uh, also, Lee, thank you for taking the time to send in a question as well. Hopefully, this provides you with a little bit of guidance to those questions. But again, you always want to sit down with a financial professional to truly look through your situation. If you'd like it to be Ryan, you can log on to blackoakam.com or call 470 right. Great show, uh, Ryan. Always enjoy catching up with you and uh, look forward to doing it again soon. Absolutely. May's next. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to Perfect Game Retirement. For Ryan Ledden over at Black Oak Asset Management, I am Ben George. Take care.
0: The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledner, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement.